Hello, and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, June 23rd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited to revisit some more prospects from the 2019 draft. Locked On Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, so subscribe, and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Danielle. And today we're going to dig a little bit more into some of our prospects for our Tuesday Prospect Series that we drafted just one year ago, and specifically Ronnie Adderd and Mason Millman. And if you have thoughts on any of these prospects, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnFlyers and send us your thoughts or your questions for our weekly mailbag. Tell us what you think about the return to play plan, all of that fun stuff. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. So looking at last year's draft, the Flyers took three defensemen, which was, I think, quite a lot, although we did know that we had to kind of restock our defensive prospect core. So it did make a lot of sense. And of course, the first pick of Cam York was uh, the first defenseman we picked. And then uh, Ronnie Adderd and Mason Millman were the next two that we picked. Uh, What do you think about going defense heavy in that draft? Um, well, you know, looking back on it now, I, I mean, it is defensive heavy, but they did also pick um, three right wings and then one goalie. So it kind of it didn't at the time, it didn't seem like it was very defensive heavy. But I think when you look at the prospects a year later, um, it seems like all of the besides Bobby Brink, I think the prospects that have potential currently um, are pretty much all the defensemen. I, I wouldn't be surprised if all of them stayed with the Flyers and, and made it uh, with the team or at least playing in the NA, the AHL. So with that said, I mean, you know, I just keep thinking of everyone. <laughs> At that moment, everyone was talking about how like, oh, well, the Flyers defensive uh, prospects are, are, they need to replenish them. They need to replenish them. So it makes sense. But now I'm starting to look at all of the def- all of the defensemen that are going to be playing with the Phantoms and then looking at these prospects and wondering where they fit in and what that means for the future for the, of the Flyers. Yeah, it is interesting from that perspective just because the guys that are with the Phantoms in the next couple years are sort of are ready to turn pro. But I think like these guys, they were drafted last year are you know not quite there yet although like Ronnie is a little older yes so he could potentially you know make the jump sooner probably maybe year after next I I would say as as long as he's continuing on that trajectory and you know we'll we'll talk about him more but you know I think these guys were seen to kind of come into the queue a couple of years later and and maybe by that point you know your Matt Niskanen will be gone your Justin Braun will be gone and some of the guys that are on the Phantoms now will have moved up but you know there there could be a glut for sure I mean there is a risk here but you kind of want to have like too many options rather than not (laughs) enough I guess 
Yeah, no, I, that's definitely fair. And I, and I do think uh, that you're right. It's going to be like when the guys that are currently on the team phase out these next, uh, this next crop uh, from this draft will be ready. The one thing that has always been a favorite of mine, and I, I don't know if everyone can tell, but it's the prospects. I love these episodes that we do. I love learning about the prospects. So I'm in the mindset that I want everyone to play for the Flyers. <laughs> and I want yeah. it to be stagnant so that they all get a chance, even though I know that's completely unrealistic. And I'm only setting myself up for uh, hurt in the future. But, you know, that's for future Danielle to deal with. But I do think you're <laughs> right. Um that, uh, you know, not everybody will be able to get a, a chance on the team, but hopefully, um, hopefully as many that can do, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it does. And, you know, we mentioned Ronnie Adderd already. He, I, I'm just so intrigued by him because, uh, if you recall, he was drafted in the third round last year at the 72nd pick. Uh, he's six four, so big guy. Still needs to fill out a little bit, but but big nonetheless. Uh, he had taken sort of a a huge leap between uh, two thousand seventeen eighteen and eighteen nineteen, and kind of came out of nowhere. He's an overager, and he had gone from fifteen points in seventeen eighteen to scoring thirty goals as a defenseman in 2018-19 he had 64 points total as a defenseman and was named ushl player of the year uh and defenseman of the year playing for the tri-city storm in that league and set the record for most goals in a single season by a defenseman in the ushl and most points in a single season in the modern history of the ushl so for that kind of a guy to go at number 72 and for the Flyers to to be able to get that kind of a quality prospect, first of all, it was super impressive, I think. And I also think that he seems to have like a, a high ceiling because he has done the work to put himself in the position to get drafted after two years of not being selected. So I'm happy that we're talking about Ronnie. Um because I think he's a really interesting prospect. Like, everything you said would make me, like, you know, if I didn't know anything about him, I would be ecstatic. I'd be like, wow, so this guy, he could be in the, he could be with the Phantoms next year, this upcoming season. But the one thing that gives me pause is the fact that Ronnie is older. I believe we drafted him at 20 years old. And he was playing in the USHL. Which there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But at his age, his size, he is bigger. I'm wondering if that just didn't give him an, an advantage over the other players who are 18, 17, playing in the same league as him. I don't want to discredit any of his any of the goals and the records that he sent he he set because he did it and I'm super proud of him and I actually really love Ronnie I think he is like soon as he put on that uh, Flyers jersey and he smiled I was hooked so I (laughs) absolutely adore him but I am a little hesitant because you know he did all of these great things as an overager which I kind of would have expected you know if he's playing against younger uh younger guys he's had more time to develop 
Um, I think right now, and I don't believe he was this size setting those records, but right now he's 6'4", 210 pounds, which he's big compared to, you know, a Cam York, who is like, I think 170 pounds. So that's the only thing that gives me pause into thinking like, wow, this guy or this kid could be a really, really good prospect for the Flyers. But I I still think it was a good move for the Flyers to draft him because you never know. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, one of the quotes that Brett Flair said about him at the time of the draft was that they don't even necessarily project him as an offensive defenseman, and they see him more as a defensive defenseman. And so to get that kind of production yeah. is just kind of icing on the cake for as far as the Flyers were concerned when they picked him. So, Danielle, our prospects have been working real hard to impress the Flyers brass and get to make it to the NHL someday. And I'm working just as hard to try and improve my skills, and especially so in auto maintenance. I feel like I haven't been able to do any of that myself before, but I'm, I'm learning, and rockauto.com has been a big part of that. They are a website that has the lowest prices that you can find, whether you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer. Their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low, and they're for everybody. They don't require memberships or account logins to get their great offers on auto parts. RockAuto.com is the best website. It's a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Yeah, they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even carpet. Whether it's for a classic car or your commuter, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com that's a really good way to look at it because I think moving forward and, and, and as Ronnie progresses into higher leagues, I think a defensive defenseman makes sense. But, I mean, he had a really good season at Western Michigan. So, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Ronnie came out of nowhere and surprised all of us again and turned into a, a, a sleeper pick for one of the best prospects to come out of this draft. Yeah, you know, you mentioned his year at at Western Michigan this past season, and Ronnie was on the all-rookie team for the NCHC, which is pretty impressive. Although, like you said, he's older, a little bigger, so it does does make sense. But he had uh, 14 points, six goals, eight assists, and was the top goal-scoring defenseman on their team in – 30 games played as part of that he had three power play goals and two game winners you know I think he had a a fairly successful transition to the college game and I'm betting that there are pretty high expectations on him for 
this upcoming season because by all accounts, again, he's older, he's more mature. He should be pretty dominant in college hockey for a defenseman this upcoming year. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And just like looking back on his freshman season again, like, yes, he is bigger, but at the same time, he still was a freshman. And the fact that he was able to put up those numbers and to, you know, be an offensive offensive defenseman for Western Michigan, that's no small feat. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what uh, comes of him. I know that he did get hurt uh, this past season. I think he suffered a fractured wrist. But, I mean, in the f- in the games that he was out, I know that Western Mich- Michigan was really upset uh, to not be able to put him in the lineup. Um, his coaches seemed really happy with his play and his production. And so I could see him getting a larger role, and hopefully we see him taking another step uh, in this next season. Yeah, I hope so, too. And it really, I think, bodes well overall, too, for the USHL college pipeline versus the junior hockey pipeline that I just feel like, you know, between Bobby Brink and Ronnie Attard in this draft, like, that's what, you know, both of those guys are doing. And um, hopefully it turns out well for the Flyers and they're able to kind of find more gems this way. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hope so, too. And, I mean, I like both of the players, obviously Brink and Ronnie, um, coming out of the USHL. So, yeah, I hope so. I think that, you know, like I said, I I know I am kind of contradicting myself when when going back and forth between, like, giving Ronnie his props and then not giving him, (laughs) saying, like, oh, let's slow down on it. But I he seems like he really could be a good prospect. I remember seeing him at development camp last year and I thought he definitely needed some work. I thought that it was a shock to see how this development camp was run, but unfortunately we won't be able to see them uh, next or this upcoming season. Cause I, I really would love to see how, um, how much he's grown in that past year. I would too. And I think one guy who, in my opinion, didn't seem to feel like a fish out of water was Mason Millman. Yeah, that's another really good uh, pick uh, in this draft class to talk about because I thought Millman looked really good in uh, in development camp, and I was surprised. I I really wasn't expecting too much from him. He's pretty small, um, like, I guess not, like, height-wise, but just he's he's very Very skinny. skinny. Yeah, very, very skinny, and... he looks like he could be like five nine, like one hundred and fifty pounds. He's so small, but um, has a lot of skill. And I thought he really saw the ice well at development camp. I thought so too, and I thought he like he really fit in amongst the other defensemen. You could tell that sort of no matter who he was paired with for whatever drill, he just seemed to pick it up and go with the flow. That was the thing that I noticed the most about him. Yeah. Absolutely. I definitely agree with you on that. And, you know, just to remind everybody about Mason, he was picked in the fourth round for the Flyers last year at number 103. And he was 17 at the time of the draft. So he's 18 now. And the thing that uh, Brett Flower said about him then was that he kind of trusted the scouts that the Flyers have in Ontario and that, you know, at least several of them said that he has a really high ceiling. That sounds about right. I I would not be surprised. I think besides um, 
you know, I, I would put him under Cam York as the next defenseman, even though as much as I, I do love Ronnie, I, I think Millman has such a high ceiling. And, you know, if he can develop, I think he could be such a steal for the Flyers uh, in the fourth round. So Dave Drinkle, who drag, drafted him for the Saginaw Spirit in the, in the OHL, basically said the same thing about him, that he works really hard and just looking at his skill set, that he just has so much room to grow and that Mason himself actually said at some point that he feels like his defensive game is strong and that he can just kind of layer on the offensive side of the game. And that, you know, I think for a lot of defensemen right now, it's the reverse. Yeah. And that they have to learn how to be defensive minded. Whereas for Mason, he's like, no, I, you know, I can, I can adjust and figure that out as I grow. And as the competition gets better, he feels more, really confident in that part of his game but that um he's just really working on building breakout and and his offensive creativity which i think is really interesting especially in the in the ohl you know you you really don't see that many uh defensemen focusing on defensive defense first so it's good to see that from mason and i was really i mean obviously i i felt bad for all the prospects who's uh, season got cut short, but I was especially um, upset about his because he was reunited with Ryan Suzuki, and I've always like kept an eye out on Ryan Suzuki just because I love uh, following uh, players of color, and um, so yeah, they they his team actually you know traded for Ryan to make a push in the playoffs, and they have been pl- they used to play together um, their whole lives. It wasn't until they uh, got into the OHL that they were. Um, split up and Saginaw was supposed well I wouldn't say they were supposed to jump London but they were right on London's tail uh and and it would have been really interesting to see how uh they performed in the playoffs unfortunately we didn't really get to see them reach their full potential but I think that only adds to hopefully if Suzuki comes back next season um we'll see what Millman's uh team can do in the playoffs because I think they have a lot of potential and I'd really like to see how Mason specifically plays um, in high stakes uh, games. So this past season he had 13 goals and 31 assists for 44 points which is uh, 0.76 points per game which is pretty solid for a defenseman but I think more importantly you know, he had only had 25 points the year before in a full 66 game season. That is tremendous improvement from year to year. And I think a lot of people took note. Yeah, I th- I completely agree. And, you know, I talked about how Suzuki joined his team, but I don't think it was just the addition of another offensive player that pumped up his stats. I really think that he was a sponge during development camp and really listened to what the Flyers were saying and implemented that into his game this season. You know, for him, this is going to be a really telling year, like we've talked about, and that you know, over the course of this season between, you know, his confident play and the increase in production, he was looking good for the OHL, not just, you know, on Saginaw. And I think other teams took note of it as well. And like the aforementioned Dave Drinkle, 
is expecting him to, to have a huge role on the team and be one of the top defensemen in the OHL and that he'll have a really good two-way game. And it'll be important to watch how he plays against some of the top forwards across the OHL, but that they really believe that he can be one of the top defensemen in the OHL. Yeah. And honestly, I I agree with them. I think that Millman has a lot of potential and he does really seem like a hard worker. Um, So I could see uh, him making strides and, and, you know, the Flyers, they draft, they have a really good record of drafting um, good players. So I wouldn't be surprised if they hit on this one as well. Yeah, it's so exciting. I love when like third and fourth rounders hit. I mean, Shane Gostisbehere is a prime example, third round pick. And I think he's been remarkably successful for a third round (laughs) pick defenseman. So, and especially this being the first year of the Chuck Fletcher era in terms of the draft, that it'll, it'll be like really important to, to look at kind of these results. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that was one of the, my biggest concerns um, with Fletcher is, you know, how is, what is he going to do to change the drafting that the Flyers have done so well in the past couple of years? And, you know, I think that they continued on. I think that the players that they got in this draft were really good ones and could be impact players for the Flyers and the Phantoms. And so, you know, I wonder, you know, what their thought process is going into the next draft. I mean, I know it's completely like everyone, uh, their heads kind of scrambled because how do you like what it just seems like everything's on pause and still trying to stop and go but um it'll be interesting to see how he continues on and to try to build uh that cupboard of fully stocked prospects that he he somehow lucked into you know like we said most of the prospects that the flyers have have been promoting or you know or kind of taking their place with the phantoms are ron hextall picks and so we really want to see where chuck fletcher's stamp hits the mark with this team and you know ronnie and mason are going to be i think a big part of that yeah absolutely especially because i think that it was definitely a gamble to pick cam but i think that you know a a lot of flyers fans breathed a, a sigh of relief when he picked Brink, but I think you know the lower the where the Flyers have really been uh, drafting well is in the lower rounds as well. So uh, you're right. I think uh, Ronnie and Mason are important parts of you know to see how Chuck is developing and to see how he's drafting, and especially in comparison to Hextall. For sure. Uh, you got anything else on either of these guys? No, I I'm heartbroken that we won't be able to watch development camp. that's one of my favorite starts to the season Um, and it's really not start it's in the middle of summer but uh, I love development camp it's I'm so upset we can't uh, see them I don't even I mean I don't even know if they'll have one this year who knows but um, I know it's (laughs) like really sad about that it's you just want to see you know who improved from year to year and exactly you know, especially when there's a draft on a normal timeline, it's your first chance to see some of the kids you just drafted in person. And so there's a lot of excitement around rookie camp and development camp and all of those things, which are 
likely not going to happen, like you said. So uh, we'll have to figure out who these kids are and, and how they're developing in other ways. And, you know, if you have never gone to development camp and you're listening to this in two years, get yourself out there. It is so interesting and it's so cool to look back and to see how these like how they how they were when they first were drafted to how they are now versus, you know, you see a kid in development camp and then he has like an unreal season following that. And it's just really interesting because it's like, you know, you saw them first before you know, a lot of the, a lot of the fan base. So if you can get out there, do it. I second that. All right. Uh, wrapping up with our flyers fun thing, of course. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of them this time because we <laughs> talked about Ronnie and Mason. So I've got five fun things, uh, three of them, Ronnie and two of them, Mason. Uh, we have a package of highlights from Ronnie's time in the USHL. And it's just a great way to get introduced to his style of play other than from how we've been talking about it. It's always good to just see like what he looks like on the ice. And then uh, secondly, there was a little hit during the draft on NHL Network that, you know, once you get into like the third and fourth round, it's kind of like the way they do the broadcasts, um, you know, it just kind of jumps around to different things. But they had a really good conversation about him and, you know, talked about him being an overager and, you know, how everybody was just so happy for him and that he had worked so hard. So it's a really good clip to watch, even though, you know, he's not in it. And then the third clip is uh, the actual goal where he set that ushl record and his celly is actually quite adorable (laughs) so highly recommend that one and then the mason millman ones during quarantine there was actually an ohl what they called quick hits and so it was one of those little like zoom interviews where they ask him random (laughs) questions so what's your favorite comedian and you know what uh, you know, who would you want as your D partner if you were in the NHL? And just fun questions to get to know him in terms of his personality, but also some hockey stuff in there as well. And there's some really good answers in there and some surprising. So, Oh, I bet. Mason yeah. seems like such a sweet kid. Yeah. And then um, the other one for Mason is his post-draft interview of just like how would he describe himself and you know did he expect to get taken by the flyers and all of that and I think he just comes across as so poised and that he knows like how to be interviewed as a draftee and I was just super impressed with him yeah and the one thing I will say I I don't know the 2019 it's probably not my favorite draft but it has a special uh, place in my heart all the draftees were just so they see, they just seemed so excited, like especially Ronnie. He was just smiling ear to ear, and uh, they all just seemed like genuinely nice guys. Um, and I know we didn't talk about Cam York, but his interview was so funny because he was everyone was like, "Did you think the Flyers were going to draft you?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, like I knew." And it's just like this cool, calm, collected, like yeah, I knew I was going to get drafted by the Flyers. Just so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I like all these kids too. That wraps it up. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow where we have our weekly mailbag. As a reminder, we want to hear from you for that mailbag. Send us in your questions via Twitter at Locked On Flyers 
or you can email us at lockedonflyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle, and you can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Now tune into the latest episode of Locked On NHL.